the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I am your host, Brian Briscoe. So today we're going to talk about four reasons that you should focus on raising capital before finding deals. Now, it obviously takes both raising capital and clo- and finding deals to close on properties, but you know, I'm going to use the next couple of minutes to try to convince you to place a little bit more emphasis on the raising capital side. Now, when I started in the multifamily investing space, you know, four years ago, it was 2018, I was involved in one of the pay-to-play multifamily, you know, masterminds. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you should know that I put air quotes around the word mastermind, right? So it was that particular mastermind was barely barely more than the blind leading the blind. Nobody who was really active in the group had any considerable experience in multifamily investing, but they were giving advice on what and how, what you should do and how you should do it. Um, anyway, the entire group, like I said, was, was just blind leading the blind. And the general consensus among the group was that if you found a good deal, the money will come. Now, I bring this up to point out some of my missteps early on. Uh, First of all, I let a bunch of people that hadn't accomplished anything significant in the industry convince me that I could safely look for deals without worrying about where the capital is going to come from. Because like I said, if the deal is good enough, the money is going to be easy to find. Well, we found a pretty good deal and we struggled. You know, I mean, we struggled to raise the capital. Now, fast forward, you know, a couple of years later, you know, my partners at Four Oaks Capital and I have now closed on, you know, 10 properties and raised over $15 million in the process. Now, looking back, I wish I had focused a little bit more on the capital raise up front because we would have grown a lot faster, which, you know, in 2018, 2019, I mean, quite frankly, the way the property values have appreciated in the, in the last couple of years, you know, we could have bought anything in, in, in those years and done extremely well. But anyway, here are my top four reasons for focusing on raising capital up front. And since you can't really raise capital until you have a deal, what I'm talking about more is you know, building relationships with potential investors. All right. So rule number or reason number one, having access to capital will actually get you better access to deals. You know, here's the reality for all of you, you know, quote unquote, deal finders out there. You know, brokers talk with hundreds of aspiring investors every single month. And the brokers know what it takes to qualify for commercial loan and close on a property. And they also know how much cash you're going to be required to bring to the closing table to be able to close on any given property. If you don't have access to that capital, your offer, no matter how high it is, isn't going to compete with another group that does have access to the capital. And quite frankly, a lot of the brokers aren't even going to spend time with you if they don't think you have a serious chance of raising money for a deal. Simply put, you are a big risk to that broker and they're just not going to spend the time with you. Okay. Reason number two, you know, let's say you do get a deal under contract. 
And then you start raising the capital. Well, raising capital on a tight timeline makes an already stressful situation even more stressful. In many cases, you have 60 to 90 days to close, and there's a lot to get done during that time. Now, like I said, the, the philosophy of you know, if you have a good deal, the money will come. If you wait till you've underwritten the deal, gotten your offer accepted, and then conducted due diligence to be able to say, yes, this is absolutely a good deal, you're going to be scrambling with 30 to 40 days to get to the closing table, get the loan taken care of, and raise capital. That's a stretch, and that's going to turn it into an extremely stressful situation. Now, number three, tight timelines and the SEC regulations don't mix well, right? So assuming you're doing a 506B, there's SEC rules that you must follow, you know, including you have to have a pre-existing relationship with all of your investors before making the offering. Now, some attorneys you know, counsel you to have a 30-day cool-off period. Others say you need a certain amount of touches with the investor before you can present them the offering. But regardless, it's much easier to manage the SEC timelines and touches with potential investors if you don't have a big looming deadline right in front of you. Now, finally, if you've waited to the last minute, and this is reason number four, if you're keeping track, if you've waited to the last minute to raise capital, it could put you in a situation where you may lose your risk capital if you fail to finish the raise, and you may become a little bit desperate, and you never want to try to raise money when you're desperate. People can sense your desperation, and it's going to push them further and further away. They're going to have their hand on their pocketbook to keep it away from you instead of on their pocketbook to give you money. And it may also lead you to employ some various other tactics that can damage relationships instead of build them. So those are the four reasons that I have. You know, End of the day, your deal flow is going to be limited by the amount of capital that you can raise. And more capital means bigger deals. So if you're struggling to raise capital, hey, guess what? We are also launching a course inside our Tribe of Titans multifamily investing community to help you do just that. And it's going to be limited to 12 people. You heard me, 12 people. It's going to be limited to the first 12 people who sign up. And it's going to be a course that I will personally teach to those 12 individuals on how to raise capital. And what's more, members of the Tribe of Titans are going to have the first opportunity to be one of those 12. So if you are at all interested in the course, you know, click the link to the Tribe of Titans in the show notes, get yourself a free 30-day no-risk membership to the Tribe of Titans and send me a message telling me you're interested. I'll respond and I will save you a seat. So that said, you know, thanks for Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to today's episode and stay tuned because we have another great episode coming out on Friday that you're not going to want to miss. And while you're at it, check out our YouTube channel. You know, we got a lot of good stuff on the YouTube channel um, that can help you learn more about investing in apartments. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.